Hello once again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American. I hope you're having a good week, and I hope you're already gearing up for the 2024 presidential election. I mean, let's face it, it's not that far away. I know we're only talking February right now, um, but you, you got to remember, everybody starts campaigning for this once uh, their hats are thrown into the ring as quickly as possible. Um, so, uh, you know, within the six to, next six to eight months, expect those campaigns to start ramping up. Currently, only uh, former President Donald Trump has announced that he will be uh, running for, uh, well, re-election, basically, in 2024. We don't have anybody else on the GOP side, aside from Nikki Haley, um, who doesn't really have any chance. I think it's pretty clear. I, I like her just fine, but uh, she's just, there's no hope there, I don't think. Uh, we're all expecting DeSantis to run, although he has not officially made any um announcement for that. And uh, Sarah Palin just told him that it's not a good idea for him to run. She thinks that he should run. Uh, he should run, but not now. You know, at a later time, maybe he'd be b more seasoned, uh, perhaps. Um, I'm not going to get into that uh, this week. I, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. There will be many more developments um, to discuss on that side. Um, I, I And so we'll just leave it for that. This week, um, I, I've done a, f a few podcasts in the past about what the state of education is in our country, how completely um, dysfunctional it is, and my uh, admittedly radical belief that it all needs to be burned to the ground. Um, and I'm not the, I'm actually not the only one who has said this. Uh, there have been several education experts, there have been several lawmakers who said really there's there's no hope anymore. There's no way to fix this unless you completely eradicate it and build it back uh, from the ground up again. Because now we've long since gone past the idea of education and have fully entered into the realm of propaganda and indoctrination, whether the left wants to believe it or not. Um, and so I've talked about that. I've talked about the importance of having a real childhood uh, the importance of parenting, the importance of the nuclear family, of the biological mother and father. Um, and, you know, to that end, the idea uh, when the Starbucks CEO said, uh, if you believe in traditional marriage, don't buy our coffee, uh, you know, no big deal there. I wouldn't eat your crap or drink your crap anyway. Um, but it, it, it starts to, you start to get an idea of just how, far down the rabbit hole we've gone when people are saying things like this. And of course, there are plenty of people who disagree, but there are plenty of people who are, who backed that comment, who don't believe in traditional marriage and don't believe in the nuclear family. And there is no statistic, no study, no piece of evidence that says that it's better for children to be raised in non-traditional households, not one. In fact, there's plenty of evidence to support the idea that it's a very, very poor tactic that children wind up uh, having much more difficult lives if they grow up in a dysfunctional household, which I'm sorry, is anything that is not a nuclear family. Now, I'm not saying um, that someone who, for example, a kid who has just a father or just a mother and they're a very good mother or a very good father, um, that that person can't turn out fine. What I'm saying is they already have a strike against them. And every single one of them, and in many ways, will admit it. Um, and it's difficult. It's hard for everybody. Uh, and there is just 
I, I saw an old movie the other day um, called The Mating of Millie. You probably haven't heard of it unless you're really familiar with classic film. It has uh, Evelyn Keys and and uh, Glenn Ford, again, two people you probably don't know unless you know classic film, but who are quite big for the time. This was, uh, I believe, early 50s. And uh, it was about um, a woman who was single, and she wanted to adopt. It was a, a boy who had just recently lost his parents. He was orphaned. And uh, the the agency basically said, well, we don't really want to give him to, I mean, you seem like a nice person. You have your a, a good job. Um, you obviously care for the boy because she, she did like him. She had, they, they lived in the same apartment complex and they were friends and all that. She thought she'd make a perfect mother for him. Um, but they said, you know, you're not married. And we believe that it's a much better idea to place a child with a bio, with if obviously not in this case, biological mother and father, but with a mother and a father. Now, they weren't saying this to promote some sort of societal ideal that isn't backed by evidence. They were saying this because there, are, there were, then and before and since, reams of evidence to, to say that, yes, this is the best way to do things. That children that come from mother and father families tend to fare much better in life. That's just a fact. That is a statistical fact. Just because you want to be as twisted as you, as you can doesn't change that fact. Just because you don't want to put any effort into the, the idea of a long-term relationship such as a marriage and, and raise this child with uh, mother and father putting forth equal effort and you know creating the best possible citizen for the country, just because you don't believe in that doesn't make it untrue, doesn't make it a good idea. And... Uh, for example, and, and now you take a look at what education and government and lawmakers are doing to children. Not, not, not even, I'm not even talking about the insane uh, trans and gay movement, which is, of course, of course, um, conditioning kids to say, you know, I'm not male or I'm not female. The, the, a sudden rash of that. That, that never happened before now. It's, it is happening now. Um, the leftists will say, oh, well, that's just because we're freeing them. You know, we're giving them freedom of thought. We're not hammering them into a certain mold just because biology says so. Um, uh, but the, with the sheer percentage of very impressionable children and, and young teens, for example, saying, oh, I'm, I'm not the gender I am, uh, obviously there is some manipulation going on here. Obviously that's what's happening. Now... If you take a look at what they're doing to kids right from the start. Now, I'm sure you heard by now of the, um, uh, the, the Roald Dahl scandal. Uh, the publisher worked with uh, the, the Roald Dahl company and decided that they're going to be censoring uh, many of the legendary child children's authors' books. You know, Willy Wonka and the Witches and the Twits and the BFG and James and the Giant Beach and the Great Glass Elevator and so many of the books that I grew up with and so many of us grew up with um, that are in no way offensive and in no way intolerant. They're fantastical. They're fun. They they have some morals to them. They're very, uh, it reminds one one of an Aesop's fable almost in many of these stories. And to defend what they did, the publisher did what many, uh, it, it basically created a, a liberal re response to this. And, and the response was that it is not uncommon 
for uh, publishers when they re-release old books to review the language and update as necessary for modern audiences. Um, and that they want to obviously retain the, the, the primary thread of the story and they don't want to change that. Yeah, well, that's a very uh, diplomatic uh, way of saying it, except it's a lie. Um, it's a lie in that you're saying it in a way that makes it sound reasonable when it's not. What they mean when they talk about updating language for, for books, for older books, for modern audiences, many times what that means is, uh, especially much older books, they have different, uh, just a different style of writing, different language um, that makes can make it difficult to read. For example, uh, Elizabethan style is, is, is difficult for modern audiences. Or, or terms and certain words that have just fallen away, that people won't know what they mean. Um, not for any real reason, just beside the fact that they fell either out of favor or just people generally stopped using them. So in order to make the book um, just more easily digestible for, for modern readers, they, they make these, these small changes. But that is not what's going on with this. There is no language in any of Roald Dahl's books that would be difficult to understand now. That is not what's happening here. This is historic in a way because it's essentially saying we're going to be editing and censoring based on what we believe is right and what we believe children should see, which is completely different than saying we're going to update this so it makes it easier for them to read. That is not what's happening here. There would be no mistaking anything that Roald Dahl wrote. It's, it wasn't difficult for even nine and ten year olds to understand. It was it was written for them, and it was simple. And none of those terms are that he used. It's not like this was a hundred years ago. Um, this is thinly veiled propaganda. That's all this is. This is a, the first step towards burning books, and they will use it. They will use these, this, the, these kinds of rationale, these dangerous um, reasonings that, say, that will kowtow to the left and say, oh, see, we're being more inclusive. We're being more, this is a good thing. Well, at some point, you're going to be just burning the books because you won't like how anything in a certain book is written. And to edit it or censor it so heavily would essentially destroy the story. And those will just be gone. They will just and they'll and they will still hide behind this superior guise. They are going to do the same thing for old movies. They are going to do that. They already are doing it, doing this for 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 television. They're editing out lines and scenes from even rec relatively recent shows like The Office and Seinfeld that they just they don't they 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 don't want in there anymore. It has nothing to do with something that's just outdated that people won't get. They're way too new for that. They're only doing it because they're breaking the First Amendment in every conceivable way and spreading a certain message, which is propaganda. That's all they're doing. They're not doing it to be inclusive. They're not doing it to not offend people. They're only doing it for that reason. Now, I've, I've mentioned before that when it comes to this taking offense thing at words, um, I said this uh, probably about a month ago, in fact. The, you, everyone has heard the term um, idle hands of the devil's workshop, right? And it's true. It's absolutely true. It means that when you don't have a lot to do, 
when when there's really not much going on, you you tend to stray. You you tend to bad behavior tends to pop up. When we were building this country, uh, when things were very tough, when the goal of everybody was just to survive and continue to build, right? That was the goal, day in, day out. That was it. It's really all they had time for. None of this was around. And it was not because it was not diagnosed. It was not because it was not focused on or, or seen as... or. or or, or ignored. That is not it. We just didn't have the time to find a way to be as twisted and dysfunctional as backwards as humans could ever be. We just didn't have the time. We had to get up and survive. And you know what? It worked. The speed at which this country grew the, uh, is, is absolutely unparalleled in a lot of ways. Especially from a freedom standpoint in that this was not, this was up to the people. This was not a monarchy. This was not a totalitarian regime. This was not, there was no emperor. This was a free country with free peoples who were building things. I, I, I'm aware there were slaves. I get it. Okay. I understand. But we can, of course, pass that obviously was when the country really started to explode anyway through the industrial revolution. When none of this was around, and somehow, somehow, children grew up and matured way faster than they do now and were productive members of society far quicker and they were far more likely to become uh, productive members of society because they kind of had to be. And they were taught that they had to be. Not taught that society owed them something. Quite the opposite. You owe society something for being here and being part of it. You don't have time for this. We don't have time to try and figure out why somebody is crying over a word. You know what? People really didn't cry over words. They didn't have time. This was just ridiculous. Oh, no. Somebody called me fat. Yeah, well, you know what? We got a harvest that has to get in or we're going to die. There are this, the, the lack of a backbone of this country and of humanity in general is terrifying. They can handle nothing. They could, if you look at some of the words and the lines that were removed from Dahl's books, you, 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 they're head scratchers. You don't even know what they're, why it's gone. If you, unless you really look and start to realize that they do not want any implication that somebody should take pride in their appearance, that somebody should have um, some sort of uh, personal goal. Um, you know, there, there was a line taken out of. I think it was the witches where it said something about the witches being ugly and that in the second part of the line was, in fact, most women were lovely or are lovely. They removed that. Now, logically, there's no defense for that. But they have some bizarre, twisted, insane way of trying to tell you that if children believe that women are lovely or maybe supposed to be lovely or something like that, that that imposes restrictions on women and tries to cram them into some sort of mold, like a feminine mold, perhaps. That is the reason that line is gone. Now, that has nothing to do with updating to uh, modern standards. What that has everything to do with is erasing 
who we are, erasing the individual, erasing the standards that made society what society is, erasing what made this country. Men were men, women were women. I am aware that there were probably gay men and probably gay women and that they had to stay quiet or they'd be in trouble. Uh, I get it. I'm also telling you right now that there was a very tiny percentage of the population that ever was that way. And now you're telling me, you know, it's, I don't know, 20%. You got trans and you got 47 genders. And if you, if you took it all and threw it back in time, and laid it at the feet of, uh, of people just living in, I don't know, 1750, right? And said, this is where society is. You've got, and show them videos of men slash women slash, I don't know what I am, mincing around and uh, in, in weird clothes and just the blue hair and, or, or, or better yet, drag queens reading the kids. Look, it's, there's a big gap between like Puritan and what we're doing now. Somewhere along the way, there was a happy medium and we passed it a long time ago. The Aristotelian um, virtue versus vice. Virtue was always typically in the middle. Virtue was that happy uh, middle ground. You know, rashness and cowardice are vices while courage is a virtue. This is, this is just the way it was. Now, to me, if you look at history, it does appear as if uh, we had hit a spot of virtue for this country for a good span of time. And then right around, I'd say, 1960 or so, it started to slide. And it's been sliding ever since and sliding into this dark abyss that you can't really... Eat. There's no logic in it. There's no science in it. There's nothing. But... I just don't want to offend people and we need to let people do whatever they want to do regardless of the uh, consequences to themselves and society. They have clear mental issues. People in the mental health profession know they're not allowed to say it, but will whisper it in closed rooms and say, yes, it's very clear. They're always in therapy. They're constantly having problems. Their lives are a complete mess. Take a look at the numbers. Look how many of them are on forms of medication for anxiety, for depression, for a litany of other things. These people have complete train wrecks of personal lives because they have no freaking clue who and what they are. The idea that we're just embracing the, the concept of being able to change your gender and who you are any second of the day, gender fluid, gives you an idea of just how far off the beam we are. Now, children are seeing this and ingesting this on a routine basis. They're putting this in schools as young as age five and six. They're seeing this. They're seeing the drag queens. They're seeing the promotion, the encouragement. This is not about tolerance. This is not about saying, um, you know, there are white kids and there are black kids and everyone's equal and they sh you should treat each other similarly. No, 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 no. That, we did that when I was in school. And you know what? It took about 12 seconds. And everybody went, yeah, no, that makes sense. And moved on. This is something else. This is a warped, dysfunctional uh, agenda that completely destroys A, childhood, and B, their future adulthood. You don't even want to guess what these kids are going to be like when they're 30. We're already seeing some of it. We're seeing some of that evidence. And they're not productive. 
They're hopeless drains on society. They're perfect. And these are, by the way, are the people who are perfectly willing to say that they believe they should be cared for. They're the first ones who say it. They're all on board with any form of government assistance, and they'll take it, and they see no problem with it. It's funny to me that they're able to do that while proclaiming at the same time that they're not different from anybody else, that they have no real handicap, that they're capable of doing anything anybody else can do, and yet they don't seem to do that. We have mandates, of course, among employers say you have to hire these people, and again, employers whispering in closed rooms going, you know, these people aren't working out. They're terrible. They're not employees. Half the time, they're not even here because they're at home with some, some, any other malady that they can come up with. Usually mental, usually, you know, mental related. And in the end, we know that this is a mental issue. We know that these people are ailing and we know we're causing it. And yet we're not doing anything about it. In fact, we're encouraging it. We're saying that this is fine. We're saying that this is the way society needs to go. And children, our children, are growing up in this environment. Um, what you are starting to see, and I see this as a ray of hope, you're starting to see uh, schools dedicated entirely to uh, classical education, which, by the way, worked for about, oh, I don't know, a thousand years, um, and dedicated to the idea of teaching kids, oh, I don't know, math, English, science, things that matter. Um, teaching them to be upstanding citizens, you know, support uh, law enforcement and support uh, the de democratic process. All these things are good. And we're just going to teach them like we always taught them. They have schools like that popping up more now. Uh, there's some colleges out there like Hilldale that that are dedicated to this. There are more and more. You'll see more universities popping up. I mentioned uh, previously in a show that you are going to start seeing that schism in society. You're going to start seeing schools, uh, high schools and colleges, and you're going to start seeing even uh, businesses. You're going to start seeing services that really cater to either the right or the left because they're so far separated in terms of ideology that they cannot occupy the same space anymore. There is no common ground left. And when that happens and you try and uh, and parents, for example, parents of this kid, parents, and they're completely different, ideologically speaking, sending them to the same school where one ideology holds sway, and we all know what that ideology is right now, then that parent of the, uh, of the kid who doesn't believe in this is it's stuck. They're going to have to get them out. So they're going to be more demand for that. You're going to see a higher demand for that because... Uh, they don't. They don't. They're not on board with this, and they believe it's corrupting and destroying their children. And they're right, because we have all the evidence in the world to, to support the idea that it does support and destroy the child. There was a time when it was a bad idea and frowned upon to get pregnant outside of wedlock. Now that I got news for you, people, that was it, it, there is obviously a religious element to that, and amongst uh, Quakers and Puritans, for example, I mean that that was just part of like a law. However. As time went on, and it didn't take long for them to get past this, it wasn't a, merely a question of religion. It was a question of society, that this was just the best thing to do. It made the most sense from a stability standpoint, from a structure standpoint. It gave the kid the best shot. Hence, it gave society the best shot. It was frowned on also because it said, oh, well, you know, it's having some form of discipline going into this union, which you kind of need, should be evident. Be an adult before any of this happens. Prove yourself 
in the world before any of this happens. Prove you're capable. Prove you're solid. We don't do that anymore. We believe, oh, just do whatever the hell you want. Have 27 abortions. Uh, have sex with everybody you see. It doesn't really matter. Do whatever you want. Because then you'll be happy. Okay, that's good. Uh, society's in a real good spot because of that attitude, isn't it? That's working out well. No religion? Working out real well, too. We don't have to believe in any of that. We don't have to believe in anything. We don't have to believe in anything that requires discipline, effort, uh, ambition, any of that. And we'll just do whatever we want because any sort of effort is, is too hard for us. The idle hands of the devil's workshop. All These people have way too much damn time on their hands. They don't have anything to do. And now they're pushing, you know, they're whining because they have to go to work. What was it, Disney? Four days. Amazon, make them come in. Three or four days. It's not just because of COVID. These people just don't want to work. We're seeing that everywhere now. That has exploded, this anti-work movement. What do you think is the result of all this? These people are being raised with no belief in themselves or in anything else. No structure, no discipline. None. Every single thing we say, every single thing leftists support, every single thing that comes out of these people's mouths supports the idea of no discipline, no structure, and no stability. And this is where we're headed. Is it any surprise that kids are already a mess? Where only one-fifth, I think it's one, one quarter, between one quarter and one-fifth, the children in this country live at home with their biological mother and father. That isn't a good stat, and it isn't working, because when they did, and when that stat was 90% plus, this country was thriving, whether you want to believe it or not. It worked. It worked extremely well. It required and demanded something of its citizens so children would have a better shot at the future. That was the whole point. To, be, to say something so idiotic, like if you support traditional marriage, we don't want you as a customer. Look, these people are beyond toxic, beyond dangerous. They want to burn civilization to the ground. It's the only explanation I, can, I have right now because they don't believe in any of it. They believe in nothing. You can't have nihilists running a country. Nihilists fuse with atheists. I don't even know what that is. That's not even a human being. That's nothing. That's an animal. That's, it's what it is. It's an animal. It's, it's a push to send us all back to the jungle. Full regression. If you want civility, you want propriety, you want any of that, you want a structure, you need to go rewind at least 75 years. So, I mean, I, I do. I fear for children. I don't have any kids of my own. I'm actually kind of glad that I don't because I, I don't even... I, I would be in such fear all the time of what is happening to my kid when I send them out of the world, especially into school. I, they'll, they'll wreck them. They'll break them. Um, and, you know, I'm just, I don't know what to, if you're a parent, I, I would strongly consider taking a real close look at the curriculum. And if there's stuff in it that is warping the crap out of your kid's mind, I don't know what you do. Homeschool's tough and it's hard, especially with two parents who work or, um, you know, something like that. But maybe you look for Private school that's not so expensive, I don't know, but it, it's difficult. Hell, move. I don't know. Move to a red state. See if you have a better shot. These, our children are the future, and right now they're being actively destroyed. And that's just the plain and simple fact of the matter. So that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always. Um, and uh, maybe we'll get into the whole 2024 thing at some point, but we also need to talk about society and the direction it's going. And again, kids really need to be the focal point right now because they are suffering, even if they don't, they're not aware yet. Uh, so I will end it right there and thank you for listening and I'll see you again next week.